0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined as always by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob?
1: Nothing. How's everybody doing?
0: Hey, everybody. Hopefully it's doing well. Dukes are 2-1. and one. They uh, blew out Morgan State over a long period of time on Saturday, 63-12. to 12. Um, Lots of good things. A few things, other things to talk about as well from the game. So welcome back, everybody. Excited to be here. Don't forget, you can uh, rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Five points, five stars for JMUSB. We appreciate everyone who's been doing that. Really helps us. Uh, you know, just gives us a false sense of that we're doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, but as always, thanks to our original sponsor, Pale Fire Brewing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the taproom anytime, mention the podcast, and you will get a free Pale Fire pint glass. Those are pretty sweet. I need to get a new one uh, myself here in the next couple of weeks. Me too. So, I broke mine.
1: And uh, yeah. a couple people did it this weekend. Took advantage of the old oh, um, weather delay just to go down to balefire Yeah. Tweeted us about it. So.
0: Yeah. We'll get to the weather delay at the end of the show tonight. Um, we, we don't – we're not going to cover a whole lot. Sometimes we go around JMU sports. Uh, we're not going to do a lot of that tonight. Uh, but we did want to give a special plug to uh, men's soccer, a uh, team that went to the Elite Eight last year, and high hopes for this year. Some really good talent on that team. Um, hosting the number one team in the nation tomorrow night. Uh, Tuesday night, so by the time most of you are listening, this will be tonight, um, hosting Wake Forest tomorrow night in the Berg, really exciting opportunity, so if we got any students or sort of alumni there in the Berg, uh, it's a great chance to get on out and see a really good product, um, and and not something that happens very often at JMU, you know, hosting a number one, number one team in any sport, so really, and especially in one where I think we have actual hopes that our team can be competitive. So,
1: yeah, certainly after yeah, last year.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, get on out there and, and watch the Dukes tomorrow. It should be a really fun thing. And then the one other thing we did want to talk about was um, this weekend was Hall of Fame induction weekend. And mm-hmm. we just were going to bring it up because a couple of names that, uh, Rob, I know you and I over the years have, have meant a lot to us were inducted on Friday night. Uh, first and foremost, Tony Lazat from JMU Football. One of
1: my top five yeah. all time JMU favorite athletes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just we've talked about uh, Lazat on the podcast before when we've done sort of our Mount Rushmore's of JMU. Um, Yeah. It's so much fun to watch, right, Rob? And uh, Just a tackling machine. Tackling machine and and a real key to some of the best, very best teams in JMU history. Um, Tackling machine, you know, came in, brother played on the team as well. So much fun to watch. So congrats to Tony. Uh, Tom Martin, longtime men's soccer coach uh, as well. You know, a guy who was at JMU from through all the growth in athletics. So big thanks to – or big congrats to him. Uh, Corky Julian, Rob, one of the first people we wrote about when we started this project many years ago. I thought that name was kind of funny to see pop up. Kind of makes me feel old. Yeah, Yeah. you know, a real star from women's soccer who went on to play, you know, quite quite a few caps for the Canadian national team. Uh, Really good player. You know, unfortunately for her, you know, kind of, I think maybe five years later, we'd probably be talking about her in the NWSL or some of the more pro opportunities, Um, but (laughs) had a really good pro career and certainly played for Canada. And we had a lot of fun writing about her early on. Kelsey Cutchins Beard from women's golf. Uh, Carol Green, or no, excuse me. Uh, We're going to go back to Kelsey Cutchins. Carol Green Robertson from women's golf. Uh, Keisha Banks Thornton from track and field. And then I wanted to talk about Kelsey Cutchins. Uh, now Kelsey Cutchins-Beard, who was the goalkeeper for the field hockey team. And, Rob, I, I think you and I, I was very excited to hear, and you'll like this. I, I didn't tell you this yet, but uh, it was great to see Coach Lucas. Uh, Antoinette was I, I, on the beginning of the video for Kelsey Cutchins. That was her coach uh, at for most of her time at JMU, and a long, long-time friend of friend of Rob and I's. Uh, and I got to see her this weekend as well, and, and she was kind of excited, you know, has – you know, really got, let's, let's put it out there, right. She got fired, you know, didn't leave the yeah. program under the best circumstances and they've had some success. And Christy Morgan came back and we love coach Morgan. Um, but coach Lucas had stayed in the burg and, and gone on to other things and just a really great, fun friend of ours. And I, I think it meant a lot to her to even sort of have one of her players get this kind of recognition and sort of be brought back into the fold in a positive light uh, for once. And I was, really, really proud of her and proud of Kelsey and, and kind of excited about that this weekend. And, you know, it, it made me think about, Rob, we've talked before about we, we want to see Coach Matthews back in Bridgeforth, um, you know, for something happy. Uh, he was there for Carrier's uh, memorial service, but we'd, we'd really like to see him and some of his folks back in the stadium someday uh, if that's at all possible. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, get the JMU family back together. But with that, we're going to do um, – the Mossy Creek Four Downs brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the shop there in town and pick up. You know, mention the podcast, and you'll get a free Mossy Creek sticker. It looks really good on your, on your yeti or on your cooler or on your truck, wherever you want to put it. Um, I
1: got mine on my, my hydro flask. Nice, yes. Yeah.
0: And I saw today that, um, you know, the one and only Brian Tro, one of the co-owners, um, has opened up quite their looks like they're getting some good weather here, you know, and extending the the float season a little bit. So there's some more opportunities to get in with uh, Brian and Colby in the next couple of weeks, just for, you know, certain parts of the fishing season that are kind of summertime things.
1: Well, I don't know if you follow them like on Instagram mm -hmm. or Facebook, but they posted a photo of one of the biggest largemouth bass I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they
0: had monsters the last few Oh my gosh,
1: it was like 30 inches. It was gigantic. It looked like a whale. Yeah. So yeah, I think they've been getting the bass float season has, has been extended a little bit. So yeah, that's good. Call yeah. our friends. Go down there. Book a trip.
0: Yeah, it's a great time. So Rob, what what's your first down thought uh from the big uh weather delayed win over Morgan State Bears?
1: Well, I, I guess before we even get going mm-hmm. and talk about anything, let's just get the caveats out of the way. I know everybody's gonna be like, but Morgan State, but yeah, we get it. Right. We absolutely get it. Sure. Morgan State is not Clemson. Right. Okay. We said that. We don't know it's great competition. You can only go based on what you see, right? And they played the a game, so we're going to talk about the game. If you want to talk about take it with a grain of salt, fine. That's perfectly reasonable. Like, mm-hmm. let's not get ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I do think there was week to week improvement, mm-hmm. and that's kind of been our mantra this year, mm-hmm. Todd. You and I are just going to say, like, hey, we're not going to make this some sort of assessment for yeah. Frisco readiness, or we're not. But I was very pleased with the fact that I thought some of the things that we addressed as as concerns or areas for improvement, mm-hmm. uh the first two weeks. Uh, we saw some improvement that doesn't mean it's fixed that doesn't mean like oh yeah you know, put it to bed the red zone offense is perfect and everything but that was much better i think they were perfect under newt i think they were what six for seven yeah overall in the red zone
0: well and they were 28 and, to and, three before the you know so four touchdowns before the rain delay or before yeah. the weather delay which i think was the competitive portion of the afternoon you know
1: yeah um and again like yeah caveats oh it's only morgan state we're better they got to the quarterback yep. for the first time this year did. They, they applied some, pressure. some turnovers Got some turnovers. Did some of those things that we really wanted to see from the defense. That does not mean it's perfect. I'm sure we will talk about some some things that really need to be improved quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, I just I thought it was another step forward. You did what you had to do against Morgan State. I'm not reading too much into it. I'm not, you know, saying you know forget this. Let's just march to the CIA. It's all done. But like it, I wasn't. I would have been very concerned if they came out and had like a three for seven red zone performance. Right. Um, Not only in terms of execution, but that's when you start to worry about focus, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, and I thought it was really good. I mean, coach had some very pointed comments uh, that were very clearly directed at quarterback and the decision making in the red zone. Mm -hmm. Well, they kept it simple, but they kept punching it in. So like we said, we think Neuch is a guy that can respond to criticism. We think this is a team that can respond to criticism and focus on improving. And They did just that. Mm -hmm. And that's that's all it is. That does not mean we're not going to see mistakes (laughs) against Chattanooga or weeks from now against Velnova. But going off what we saw, I was pleased. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so that's, that was kind of my big takeaway. I like, that- it's a blowout. It's, you can debate who set up the schedule, but they had to play the game. They went out and they played better than they had the first two
0: weeks. Yeah. And it, I'll tell you one thing this, you know, we don't need to talk about Morgan State, but I, it was weird being in the stadium watching the game. Um, coach Wheatley, they're going to get that turned around and think,
1: um, yeah.
0: they, they have a brutal schedule here at the beginning of the season and they're not a good team. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but there were a couple guys on that team that could could play. And it was funny watching it like, you know, right in person. Um, there were a few players on that team who were better than St. Francis last week. Like there are a few yeah. athletes out there, you know, there, there was, uh, one or two guys on defense, one or two guys on offense, and I'm not making them out to be anything more than they are. They're not good. JMU's way better. Um, but I thought JMU did a good job of kind of adjusting to the speed and, and, like you said, just making the plays. And I don't know what people want from Newt. I mean, the guy's throwing one interception in three games. He's completing like 75 80% of his passes. He's throwing deep touchdown balls that are on a dime.
1: You know? He made throws that people said he couldn't make. <laughs> right. And I put it on Twitter and people were like, you yeah, know, but Morgan State. I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying that. No, and he's but running smart. Was, he's not
0: he's running, running, but like, taking like, hits or doing People
1: stupid... didn't think, even if nobody was guarding Ravenel, mm-hmm. you know, 35 years <laughs> people questioned whether or not he could he could drop that diamond. Like, right. okay, there's going to be games when guys don't get three steps mm-hmm. on the defensive back. But he was putting in passes where it didn't matter. Right. You know, And, and I don't know. I mean, we, we can sit around and you and I are going to be labeled Nooch apologists. That's <laughs> it is what it is. I, I don't care at this point. Right. But we can either be pessimistic and we can just talk about, oh, oh. he hasn't proven that he got gotten over the Colgate mistake. Oh. There's literally nothing he can do no. in week three that is going to address something that happened last
0: December. And I think we'll get to this later, but there's nothing the team can do. They've played West no. Virginia. They missed an opportunity and had some turnovers that we were all frustrated with. West Virginia, yeah. who everyone last week, you know, lost to Missouri and everyone was like, see, I told you, you know, they NC were State. Yeah, they yeah. D- destroyed NC State this weekend. So, yeah. I mean, look, they lost to an FBS team. It happens. Since then, they've blown out two teams we thought they would blow out. Um,
1: like you uh, said, like, I don't know what else Nugent can do. Like, no. We're, we're not saying, oh, that's it. You know, when's his Hall of Fame right. induction? I don't really care how he stacks up to Brian Shore. I don't care how he stacks up to Mike Colley right. or, or Greg Maddox right. or Vadley. Right. But he looked better. He did some things. Like, right. That doesn't that doesn't mean he's not going to make plays that disappoint mm-hmm. us and him this week. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean he's not going to make – but but it's like it just – it drives me crazy how people are just – they spend their whole week, it seems, waiting for the other shoe to drop. It might happen. It might not. Right. Why can't we just enjoy the fact that, wow, that was a beautiful pass? Right. Or, oh, wow, that was a good decision. Or, oh, wow, I really liked the way that, that you know, he held on to that one and didn't try to squeeze it in the window. Like – but, it's fine. I mean I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that it means all everything's cured and mm. we've got Tom Brady behind center, but I, I just I don't know what people can do. And Daniel maybe Jones. it's just our yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's it's just it's just funny to me that you can't even point out, like, hey, wow, I enjoyed watching a player from my favorite team mm-hmm. make a good play. People are like, Why are you doing that? That's not gonna work in Frisco. Don't care. I'm not in Frisco, it's week three. Right? Yep. Yeah. Like, let me enjoy this. Let me be positive. I'd rather be a glass half full guy. That does not mean that it's wrong. No. I mean, I, I get that everybody has different fandom. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. I can, I understand how some people really enjoy constantly analyzing things and preparing and seeing how the team stacks up. That might be tremendous fun for people. <laughs> Have at it. Yeah. But don't knock us because we're going high five. That was an awesome thrower. Oh my gosh! Right. You know, great run by man. Wow, Polk made a great catch. People are like, yeah. Well, North Dakota State's going to be
0: just, it's just too much. <laughs> the only game like, we played this week was against Morgan State, right? Yeah. The only game yeah, JMU exactly. played. The only game I was able to watch as a fan this weekend was JMU against Morgan State. You know, right. and, and there are reasons to be
1: like, hmm, things need to improve. Yes. Based on what we saw, yep. it's un—it's unreasonable to to say that nooch is that thing no. or the 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 receivers are that thing or the pass rush is that thing no there are other elements we will talk about so it's well, just yep. it's funny to me how it just gravitates and it's yep. like it's it becomes overwhelming and I just all you can do is laugh and shake your head and be like all right man have at it yep. you want to talk about that nope. that's completely legitimate we've made it very clear we don't want to be in that
0: game this year no no and so with that i mean my second down is kind of in this same mold is i i, I do want to have a little bit of a discussion about um, the back end of the JMU defense. So the pass, the, the the pass, pass defense, yeah. and you know, I want to kind of caveat. I mean, at first, I do want to be an apologist and say I didn't see a whole lot. I mean, Morgan State looked like they were well scripted in the first quarter for as much as they could do, right? I mean, the first three points, the drive that got them the three points. I mean. They seemed like they had some idea how they wanted to attack JMU at the beginning, and then they ran out of yeah. ideas, right? Because um, they were getting killed.
1: Well, but, you're not going to run, so it's obvious you got to try to. Yeah, you going to try to throw. Pants.
0: And they had, I mean, I, I heard Coach Segetti say on the, um, you know, on the, on the press conference today that the kid number thirteen for them is a really good athlete, the receiver mm-hmm. that made a few plays. Like, he's not going to fall. You know, he's like they're not a good team, but like that guy is really good, and he's as good as anybody we've played you know, this year in terms of that position. Um, I don't know whether that's right or wrong. What I do know is that Rashad got hurt. And the good news is that it sounds like Rashad is day to day. And yeah. we were all, I know I was thinking, oh no, hits the turf toe again or plantar fascia or, you know, yeah. this could be it long-term. Was, it, could right? be it could be a really
1: lingering. could be a lingering thing.
0: It looks like it's more of an aggravation of kind of his leg injury that he's battled off and on a little bit in fall camp. And mm-hmm. we heard today that it sounds like he's going to be day to day for a while. Um, if that means he doesn't play this weekend, so be it. But if there's any way to rest him for two or three weeks and get him back full speed for the rest of the season, I'd much rather do that than Messer yeah, mess, right, at- mess around right now. Um, and we also heard today that uh, both Charles Tut and Torres Carroll are coming, are ready to come back from the IR. Um, both those guys have battled injuries, and we don't, you know, it doesn't mean we don't think that they might not struggle with that again. But there are bodies coming back that have been missing in that at that position. Um, And I'm not going to kind of throw everything out at once. Could the defense improve? Yes. Uh, My problem this weekend and and my problem as a fan, and then my problem as a, you know, trying to look at this game in more of a critical lens is just, I really do see this as two different games, the game before the lightning delay where there was no lightning and the game after the delay. Uh, uh, And most of Morgan state's things that we're frustrated with the secondary on came after the delay. Um, I, I don't know. I just I think that's a position and a weird thing where you're turning over the roster and you're into some twos and threes playing. And you're certainly with Rashad out and Tut out and Carol out. You've been into some interesting lineup combinations back there. And I, I think that I hope that JMU is going to get better at this. Um, I don't know. So they're going to need to. They're going to, to need to because nobody's going to run on as long as Green and Ataro are healthy. Nobody's going to run on JMU. <laughs> Like, I don't, not with any success until they get to the. I mean, maybe North Dakota State, but nobody else, you know. And
1: Holloway's holding down the middle of the field. What, what mm-hmm. concerns me is not the overall passing numbers. You look, it right. was kind of a big number this weekend. You can kind of write that off in terms of like, well, obviously, they can on, too. Time and score, They're to too. Yeah. Time score. It, it's like, it's like pitching the score, right? You know, like guys, you don't want to say you do it, but. In baseball pitchers, yeah, often you give up, four you take runs. a little off. It. Right, yeah, right, just, it happens, right. and and then you have a Mets bullpen like shut down. <laughs> um, but there's something said for that. What concerns me is the first week. I just kind of rationalize it as, oh, some communication issues. Well, week three, that shouldn't be perfect. But you'd like to think they'd work that out. Like mm-hmm. guys understanding whether they're in zone or whether they're man to man and when to pass guys off and who's picking guys up. Um, what concerns me is not these overall numbers, like I said, it's the fact that several of these plays, dudes just look like they got beat. Mm-hmm. You know, just flat out, like, whoa, that guy, you just had a guy line up and run right by you. Um, that's just something that, uh, that's more concerning, you mm-hmm. know, because we've seen now big plays, not huge plays, not 70 yarders, but every week, teams have been able to hit one or two, and somebody will check the numbers, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like. There's a bunch of like twenty, thirty yard pass plays. Not a bunch, but a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, more than we're used to seeing with Jamie's... That just concerns me a little bit, that it, it seems like every week we're we're having guys lose one on one battles. Mm-hmm. Again, it's week three. Mm-hmm. This is no need to panic. But we've seen other aspects of this team mm-hmm. show clear improvement week to week. Mm-hmm. I still feel like week three of the passing game, we're like our pass defense, we don't really know what we have slash starting to be a little bit concerned Mm -hmm. Uh, you know is is that like it's not it's i'm not all hands on deck no but you know the rest of the team i think is showing good progress the passing game is not it's not a terrible pass defense right but it's not where it should be at this point in the season clearly none of the units are where we want them to be at the peak no but I, i just i would like to see a step forward with the passing game um what? it was nice to get some turnovers yeah and that's just- what i was gonna say i
0: think there needs to be some balance I, I think when you go back to the first half at west virginia which is probably the best mm-hmm. jmu has looked all season um in terms of you know just results slash competition you know yes. um that first half they west virginia had some open receivers but the pressure got home in time that the quarterback was not able to make the throws right there were, mm-hmm. I don't think JMU had any sacks in that game They certainly or in that half, but they hit the quarterback three or four times in the first half yeah. and made him either overthrow a guy or miss a guy. So yeah. even a guy who had beaten a JMU defender. Um, and I think there is going to be a little bit of a, a balance with Heatherman's defense this year in terms of if they can pressure the quarterback, they're going to take their chances, and sometimes you know, occasionally they're going to get beat on the back end. Uh, but hopefully it's going to lead to the kind of turnovers we saw this weekend too. So yeah, I, I think that's going to be a little bit of a thing all season, but I also Rob, same thing. You've been saying this for two months and that is in 2016, when Houston took over a season that resulted in a championship through the first six or seven weeks, people were saying that this defense is the same as it was under Withers. Yeah. Right. It, uh, Hundreds of, they're yards. giving up 39 points to New Hampshire and 40 gajillion points to Richmond. And, you know, a bunch of points to Maine that they had to sweat an end of a game for a team that wasn't highly touted at the time. And yeah. everyone was like, this is terrible. And part of it was they had – you know, Trott's scheme was new. And mm-hmm. looking back three, four years later, nobody's going to say Trot didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> like They yeah. won the championship, went back to Frisco, and were pretty good last year. You know,
1: Todd, it's interesting because I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, I didn't even want to bring that up because then pe- I people would say, you're doing – you know the very thing you said not to do, looking at this long term and big picture. But like, I'm not trying to say, and you're not trying to say, don't worry. Come December, this team will be playing league champion. No, I'm just, we're know. just trying to say like, it's foolish to think you understand. You know the ceiling and the floor at this point. It could get really bad. People get hurt. I mean, look at yeah, look yeah. at Saints fans. Yeah. Saints fans thought they were going to the Super Bowl 24 hours right. ago. Drew Brees gets hurt, things changes. Um, questions. Oh, <laughs> but, My bad. Yeah. Uh, but the same thing, like, we thought the team was just going to need to outscore guys, 60, or outscore teams 60 to 55, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> the first year yeah, yeah, yeah. Things change. It's just it just, yeah. two things, you. like, week to week, you know? Like, yeah. We'll let it go. But there's, there's room for improvement, and sure. that's something that you and I are aware of. Every fan who watches the game is aware. the team's aware of. But sure. they're talented enough. I mean, I'm not worried to think that, like, Wayne Davis isn't good enough. Robinson isn't good enough. Adam Smith. These guys are good. It's a new system. We don't know what's going on, but um, I don't know. It's again. I'd rather be optimistic and pessimistic and think they can get better. Um, I'm not going to freak out. Think that this is going to be some sort of team that's going to give up 50 passing touchdowns. Come play.
0: What about third down, Rob? You got anything else here?
1: Well, I just I was excited. These blowouts can be kind of boring from fans. Mm -hmm. It's tough to read too much into them as we've talked about ad nauseum. One thing that I think is cool is it gives, particularly with the new redshirt rule, mm-hmm. it gives Signetti and the coaches a chance to develop depth. Now yes. we've talked all year yes. how we're we're very confident, like defensively on the on the front line, mm-hmm. the ones, but we don't know what we have in the twos. Well, it's nice to see guys get in, you know, it get was. the twos, get the threes in, and yeah. yeah, they're not perfect, and maybe it, I guess you could look at it and say, oh my gosh, we're screwed if these guys ever get hurt. The flip side is you go, wow, it's good these guys are getting reps now because they're not as good. Which, duh, they'd be starting. Right. If they were as good right, as the right. starters, but um, I don't know. So, like, I, I'm just I'm very encouraged by that. I saw some guys make some plays. Mm-hmm. I think you saw some mistakes. Mm-hmm. You see why they're the twos, not or you see why they're the threes. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool. I think I think Medea pointed out eight different guys have caught touchdown passes. Yeah. Um, probably only a few fewer than that have run for touchdowns. Right. So. Yeah, we're all looking for, like, people to just take control of these jobs and, you know, have the clear number one running back or the top two or three receivers, and that will happen. Uh-huh. But it's also nice that we don't need to play those guys mm-hmm. four quarters yep. in these types of games. Oh, yeah. And you can get young guys who who might not see the field again mm-hmm. after next week, or, or maybe they will. But it's just to get over that kind of first-game jitters, get your uniform dirty, get your first hit. I think, can only pay dividends down the
0: road. I do, and, too.
1: And it's got to be motivating for, like, a player. That's one of the best things yes. about this redshirt rule, is, like, it's you get in them. there and yeah. just get some reps, get in there, and, mm-hmm. you know, you can always maybe convince yourself, really stay, stay true to that, like, next man up mentality. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, I've seen the field. If something happens, I'm ready. I am might be intimidated. Yeah. You might not be perfect, but so I don't know. I just – it's nice to actually see guys get on the field, get game experience, be in front of a crowd, mm-hmm. and – you know, in some cases, get in the end zone, make mm-hmm. a pick, you know, make a play. So it, it's cool. It's one thing that I really think is neat and more logical, particularly for FCS teams about this four game redshirt rule. Me
0: too. And that, that's what I was, it's, um, it was great to see Latrell Palmer out there. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who's probably fifth on the depth chart at running back, and, but was a...
1: And not only was great to see him, it's hard not to get excited. Yeah, it's hard not to get excited. Him potentially having four more years of eligibility. Oh,
0: yeah. And um, Julio IML, I, th- I think yeah. actually coach said he's going to travel with the team this week. Um, you know, it's definitely exciting to see some of those guys get in the game. And, and like you said, I think it helps them. When they go back to scout team this, this week or next week, you know, it's with a little bit different mentality. Of like a little bit of swag. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A little bit. Like I know what I'm doing here. And, and I certainly think in terms of, i I'd be, I'll be interested to see, look back five or six years from now and see if it affects the transferring at all. Yeah. Cause to me, if I'm a kid who like doesn't ever see the field and I have to register all year, I'm, I'm sort of always questioning, like, am I going to get the chance next year? You know, yeah. where now well, you know, turn like, it over. Oh, I got yeah. in, I know I can do it. I know I can play here. I want to play here. It's really fun. Like, did you see the streamers when I score? You know? Yeah. Like, and, and that's kind of cool. And I I think you could see a path for yourself in your own mind. I think that's really good. And the other thing about these games, you know, Rob, I know we joke every year. We, we kind of complain about these two cupcake games that JMU tends to get every season. Um, but even some of the guys who are maybe, I don't know if you call them ones or twos or what you call them, but, you know, think about uh, Ravenel this week. Um, yeah. you know, a two guy touchdowns. who's like been in the game and at West Virginia was like, you know, in on some plays, but really wasn't, didn't get a chance to really make a play. Right. They tried to throw deep to him one time, but I, probably not a guy who felt like totally sold yet, you know? And then this weekend yeah. you come out and this is a chance to, yeah, get punch in two touchdowns on two different things. Pull st- Jason Seahorn returning the outside kick. Yeah. Like do think. something cool. And, uh. Yeah, first one since his brother to have a special teams and a receiving touchdown. Yeah, and a receiving touchdown in the same game. Which is- well,
1: it's also kind of akin to like the women's World Cup yeah. when people are knocking, knocking them for celebrating. And I don't want to get too deep into that, but people—the the most logical argument you heard is, yeah, they scored a goal in the World Cup. Who cares what they mm-hmm. scores? It, it's the moment of a lifetime. Yeah, it's still that thing. Like you're never guaranteed another touchdown. So no. even if you're up thirty-five points or something like that, right. yeah. You to to score of a touchdown in a college football game, it's pretty dark. Right.
0: Cool. I mean, Gates Maloney had only thrown like one pass in college before yeah. this, and he was getting murdered at Colgate last year. and He got yeah. to throw a touchdown this week, you know, so that's yeah, pretty fun. exactly. Yeah,
1: you know, Cole Johnson comes in yeah. and did pretty well, threw another touchdown like mm-hmm. that is neat. And just if for nothing else, then even if it's just the confidence mm-hmm. that guys are not going to be intimidated, it, it's much better to come in and do it early in the season mm-hmm. and be in front of a crowd and scoreboard or not. I don't know. I've never walked on a field in front of 20,000 people. Nope. I'd imagine it's a bit of a take your breath away sort of moment. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's good to get down the way yeah. that that's why they put these guys in mop up time. It's not just to save, save, save the uh, health of the star- starters. So I'm encouraged. Yeah. It, clearly there's a drop off. Duh. You know, that's yeah. there's gotta be, but that's, that's just it. It gives me a lot of confidence going forward, and I'm sure it gives the players more confidence.
0: Yeah, and and my fourth down in that way is is along the same lines. It's um, the running back position, and mm-hmm. I was so pleased to see. You know, last week we're, we sort of everybody's been gnashing their teeth a little bit about okay, is it too much committee? Is there are they playing the right guys? Are people getting unhappy? What's going on? It was great to see Percy score a couple times, yeah, and, and seemingly be happy. Uh, Jawan Hamilton, I thought was one of the better players on the field this weekend. Dude, um, he's, he's scary. I yeah, he's really, like, really scary.
1: He had that big one, and then there's holding, and they backed him up, and then he just took it to the house. He's right. like 10 yards longer means nothing to me.
0: Right. Like, and, that was impressive. Yeah, and Van Horst didn't do anything to dissuade us from the fact he's been great. I mean, he caught yeah. a really tough touchdown and, you know, was a good player. Um, but in terms of just – it felt like uh, everybody got a little – you know, got their beak wet a little bit, so to speak.
1: Van, Van Horst made – I mean, it was a – you can say like, Oh, it was a nice catch. That was a tremendous catch for a running back.
0: Yeah. Signetti uh, <laughs> talked about that today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The toe tap, like mm-hmm. he, that's not something a lot of receivers can do consistently. So I was no. pretty impressed with that. No,
0: but I was really happy to see Percy and Jawan feel like they got theirs this weekend. Yeah. You know, hopefully everybody's happy. Everybody's motivated. Everybody's ready to, you know, run like their hair's on fire uh, in mm-hmm. Chattanooga this weekend. So I think that about takes us through the Morgan state game. Rob, we do want to look ahead. Uh, JMU, really kind of exciting trip for a lot of older fans like ourselves this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, JMU will be returning to Finley Davenport Stadium in Hope Hopefully, they Tennessee. fix the turf. I, yeah, I've heard that there is artificial surface yeah. now, so that is good. Yes. Um,
1: Not just chunks of it coming up. Well, admittedly,
0: the turf issue may have been in JMU's favor at the time, I didn't, but anyway. No, we'll yeah. But yes, hopefully they fix the turf. Um, but the site of JMU's first national championship, the win over Montana in 2004. Uh, so JMU will make the, the sort of lengthy ride down 81 uh, to Chattanooga this week, or I don't know, maybe the team's flying, but fans will be making the lengthy ride. Uh, it's an easy trip, um, even though it is long and it'll be a fun game. Uh, we've been kind of, you and I, Rob, I think for for quite a number of years have beat the drum a little bit about we'd like to see them playing more SOCON teams yeah. in the non-conference. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for this exact reason, um, kind of exciting. Chattanooga did get uh, blown out by a very um, pissed off Tennessee team this week. I don't know yeah. that that says anything about either one of those teams, but, and, and we don't, think that Chattanooga is um, you know they're probably not the cream of the Southern Conference crop this year but but this is a real game this is a little bit better than any C T much better than the last pioneer yes and if JMU messes around and has three or four turnovers they can lose this game yes Um, if they don't
1: take advantage of opportunities in the red zone that's right do all the things that have concerned us yes this is where they start to to feel the damage
0: yeah and and for me one thing I'd like to see Rob I I guess I'll go first but I'm I'd really like to see JMU be really a lot crisper on special teams this week. Um, Absolutely. I was going to say the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see the punting game um, have some idea exactly what they want to do and then see the punts go a little further. We love you, Harry, but let's get them out there. Um, And then, you know, make tackles. But You know, I think – the kickoff's been weird. We've had the penalties on the out-of-bounds stuff, but a lot of times I think they've been trying to kick it to the five for a lot of what they did last year, which is, yeah. you know, thinking they, Try can to pin do, them
1: back, they can do
0: better than a touchback. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see that actually work out for them. Um, and then clean clean catching and kicking and all kinds of blocking, less penalties. Um, just like to see them really clean things up this week as we get into a real opponent. That's the kind of area of the game where you can't, you can't mess around with it against Chattanooga, um, yeah. and so that that was mine this week. I don't know what else uh, you're looking forward to this week.
1: Well, I I can't believe this isn't getting more hype, or maybe mm-hmm. it
0: is, and I'm I'm
1: just missing it. But Riley Stapleton's coming back. Ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you talk about all these things that we have with the with the many guys catching passes and how mm-hmm. we just want to see like Alpha step up and take over. Like, Stapleton and Pope. Yeah, oh what, the I, Two of them. That's the two of them.
0: Yeah.
1: Who who are you gonna guard? Yeah. There aren't a lot of shutdown corners in FCS football, right? Um, now people are gonna need two, and maybe even three. You start to see, like you mentioned, Ravenel or yeah. or It's like there are other guys out there. You just get to the point where I think they're they're going to create matchup problems simply by who they put on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even like how they deploy folks. It's just like holy moly! Like, what are you gonna do if you got you know, Van Horst and then both Stapleton brothers and right. Oak and then Raven on the slot. Yep. It, they're, they're, most teams don't have enough good defenders to do that. And then you got a guy, a quarterback who maybe is mobile. Things might start to come together. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But I just, I think it's going to be scary. I have loved what we've seen from Poke so far. I Me too. I think he's Me an too. absolute stud. I think he's got burner speed. Yeah. Um. He, he's got good hands, what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm lining both of those guys up, you know, either either together or on opposite sides and then putting mm-hmm. people in 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 the slot. It's just I, I'm starting to get oh, very, yeah. very, very excited well, and I'm also, about the potential that, this That's offense. all
0: that's a great point, Rob. And I, I I'm also excited about, you know, not to say I mean Polk has shown us he can do both things, right? He can take the top off the defense and he can, he can come underneath can, and make find the Find the scene, find the scene yeah. make a catch, make a move. Um and Riley, He's, who has, you know, made his living kind of boxing people out for nine yard gains has also shown us over the years, he can make deep catches like Weber state and stuff. Right. Um, But I'm really excited about the potential for having, you know, the two of them kind of do their natural thing, like play to their strengths and complement each other. Right. That Polk's had to do a little bit of everything these first three weeks. And uh, he may have a chance to really, you know, get deep <laughs> because oh, yeah. underneath like, well, safe, we need Riley to, to, run down to underneath. The and turn around and box people out, you know?
1: Yeah. And if you're a safety looking at one going behind you, one in front of you, mm-hmm. what do you do?
0: There's yep. not a good choice. No, there. no. So uh, that's exciting. And, it, and, and I'm also a little bit hope. I mean, one thing we know about Riley, um, you know, his blocking has been, you know, last year was a, he had really improved that part of his game and for such a big guy uh you know that could help the tight ends and the running backs um in some of the underneath and the rushing plays as well uh i think and and like you said just move everybody down the, down a notch um yeah so hopefully they can start working him back in and i, I, I yeah,
1: no, and also like through three weeks we had talked about all summer like mm-hmm. well suspensions are never great you know but the silver lining is hey it gives other guys a chance to yeah jake up. brown has been in there jake yeah. brown like we just mentioned eight different guys have caught passes yep. we got a running back who's you know toe tapping and they're mm-hmm. like it is good that he's not walking in needing to be the savior. He doesn't need to be, you know, 2017 hot guy in the playoffs, Riley Stapleton. Nope. He just needs to kind of do his job and work himself into the offense. Yep. You know, I, I didn't think it was going to be like that. I was hoping, okay, maybe other guys will step up and, and he'll just need to come back and play well, but he's not going to need to carry it. This has gone, in terms of things that have gone better than expectations, Yeah. for me, it's the receivers. Me, absolutely. And, and he's, he's coming back in just as now like wow they got an extra weapon versus saying okay big dog's back we held it down we can all take a deep breath and now do what we wanted to do now it's like no 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 we can do way more than we ever intended <laughs> yeah because all these guys can catch passes and run routes and block so i'm really excited to see that kind of the passing offense with its full complement
0: of weapons yeah i think that's a, a great way of saying it cuz you're right i mean we said they missed him at west virginia a little bit but mm-hmm. but in general you're right we they haven't missed and they really haven't – it hasn't been a problem. Um, it's not like we've noticed it that much. It's to the point where we have forgotten. I, I mean, we have yeah. kind of overlooked the fact that he's coming back. And, yeah, I'd love to see him just block well, not have any penalties, you know, maybe get two or three catches this week, sort of just work your way back in and, and be ready <laughs> for what I think is probably going to be a big game um, when Jamie goes to Elon the following weekend. Um, yeah. An Elon team that, uh, yeah, we'll well. Needless to say, they will be motivated. And yeah. beyond that, they've looked darn good the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that looks like a real challenge for JMU. Um, and with that, I think we're going to transition over to an overtime topic. You know, we've been hinting at it a lot. We've been complaining a lot, um, but we, we we couldn't resist. Um, I did. I, I have to fess up, Rob. So our our topic tonight is uh, sort of the all-time worst JMU takes. So whether that's, you know, things that people have proclaimed or predicted or complained about or, you know, just bitched and moaned unnecessarily or kvetched too much, um, this is sort of the worst takes at JMU. And I have to fess up. Mine was non-football related this weekend, but I was extremely, extremely frustrated um, and probably sent an ill-advised tweet on Saturday about the weather delay <laughs> for a bright, sunny afternoon in the valley. Um, I d- I will admit that I think JMU, you know, it's still a terrible call from a weather perspective, uh, but they did a very good job in terms of you know I thought it was very decent of them to let the high school band kids play, even though they were canceling halftime. There were obviously seven or eight hundred kids in the stadium and all of their friends and family there to see them and they did make sure to prioritize that. I thought that said a lot about JMU and, and, and just, it, it was a good chance for them to take a step back and, and think about the mission of the university beyond football um, as opposed to say, you know, we saw a couple of weeks ago, they canceled a field hockey game in overtime because they wanted to have a pregame fireworks show at Kent state. Kent state <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah you know, and that's just bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought you did, did right by those kids, did right by those families this week, and kudos to them. Um, I would love, I still would love, I'm not trying to back off my apology, but I would love to know the process for how they decide these things. Um, you know, I came from another university and, and, and we did listen to a civilian employee in the police department who was the emergency manager slash meteorologist about a lot of these things. And it wasn't always probably the best decision. And I'd love to know how they go about it because that was just weird, Um, you know. And it's tough to ask whether it's students or fans when you really clear the stadium like that. I mean, they sent people back to their cars. Which one? If there's a massive storm coming with lightning and tornadoes, I don't know if it's the best thing to like send everyone out of the stadium, wandering concourse or something. I don't
1: know. Yeah, Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't know what the answer is. But that. And then it's really frustrating, right? Because you can't. It's twenty-eight to three against Morgan State. on a warm afternoon and it's sunny and I don't, you can't complain about anybody not coming back to the stadium at that point. Um, but that was my, that was one of my worst JMU takes of all time. So in that spirit, Rob, um, <laughs> what are some of the other ones? I don't know, maybe a couple each. That have just. Well, been...
1: I, I guess if we're kind of pointing the yeah or looking in the mirror, yeah, I, I believe I made a bunch of noise back in 2013 about. The fact that JMU was likely, I, I didn't say like, will JMU get back to March Madness? I was putting it in terms of how many times uh, will JMU <laughs> get back to March Madness <laughs> under Nation, Cook, Curry, and Bessick? Yeah. Oh. It was like, I was like, you know, I, I think I went so far as to be like, they have the potential to go all four years, but I think realistically <laughs> they'll go at least two, you know, and. It just shows how you can kind of get caught up in the moment, similar to how you were. Like, yeah. I was at home on Saturday, so yeah. I'm hearing, like, weather, and they saw something on the radar. I'm like, whatever. You know, the hands are tied, NC Um, But if you're at that game and you're enjoying it, you got to leave. I can certainly see that. It's the same way. Like, you, get, you, you go to Jamie as a freshman, and you make the tournament the, – the team yeah. makes the tournament like it did with me. And you start to think, like, wow, this is cool. It'll happen again. Then you wait 19 damn years <laughs> – And you go back and you're like, wow, oh, it's all these freshmen. We're going to do it. And, yeah, it it didn't really work out that way. No, only
0: one of them completed their studies at JMU. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, in terms of if we're going to just, you know, point point things at ourselves, that stands out as a particularly bad one by me.
0: Yeah. So, one, that the reason that this topic came up for us today was not only um, my ill-advised weather uh, second-guessing, where the lightning was built in over the ridge, but never made it over. Apparently, um, but was also because there were some really terrible takes uh, online today from JMU fans uh, yesterday and today, uh, claiming that the the coaching hire was not enough to keep them at an elite status.
1: Like oh, be- come- better one this year because the. the- bottom's going to trap out next year next year like he hasn't shown me anything just like calm the f down yeah and, and, and sample i science, sample size sample
0: size we've played three games all of which we said before the season probably wouldn't show us anything about jmu i'm not convinced they've shown us anything i no. also we talked about it already houston at this point we were all ready to throw him out you know run him out of town so and, and more than anything i think um there's i don't know if there's some, enough pepper to go along with all the salt uh, coming out of some of the JMU fans who you know Houston was very media friendly. We've heard that from Brian McLaughlin, we've heard that from others. Um very you know allowed a lot of access to the program obviously gave a lot of great you know quote of country boy sound bites. That was his thing. That was bro. his that was shit, his right? It was
1: it was culture, it was motivation. Yes. And God bless the guy. He was great at it.
0: Yes. Uh, but it, I think it, he gave but... a lot of access to or or the at least the appearance of access um, to some of the, you know, good old boy alumni. And, and some people have been cut off a little bit this year and they're, yes. and they're salty about it and they, as if they're entitled to something. And, you know, for now, Tammy I, I, is two and one. We thought they were going to be two and one before the season. Um, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the extremely football veteran lifer. coach, Sundetti, <laughs> yeah, like football lifer, um, who's coached at a billion different levels and been all over the place and coached in this league and everything else. Um, until I see otherwise against competition that means something. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I just, this, this is ridiculous, this this idea that something is – you've seen enough something. in the first three games to make blanket statements about the health of the program. Like, I, I, come on. <laughs> I mean,
1: like, it, it's equally ludicrous for somebody. If if somebody was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. He's yeah, we're going to win, everything. We're gonna win yeah. everything. You'd go, oh, pipe down, you know, chill the purple Kool-Aid. But then Seguil – Think that they've got like this sober analysis with, I don't know, and my expert eye, I'm very concerned about some things and the stuff I'm hearing from inside. No, you're not, you're not hearing anything, you're making it up. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, your freaking neighbor used to play, and this guy knows this guy. <laughs> Shut up, right. it's just you're yeah. watching the games like we are, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there are very few people with inside access. The few people who do have inside access, who you and I have yeah. spoken to have said nothing but great things. Like, hey, you know, and they haven't been like, he's perfect. They're like, hey, man, he's made a great first impression. I've enjoyed meeting with him. I've heard good, like, right. okay. They're not saying they us build a statue, but it's just <laughs> right. down. in the reactionary nature of, right. of football fan bases is crazy. So. Well,
0: and sometimes you end up building statues to Joe Paterno. And yep. that, you know, and I think there's a little bit of that. I'm not, please don't say I'm equating Houston with Paterno. I'm yeah. not, but... Let's all calm down, right? You Houston don't left know what us you for East know. Carolina last year, and we don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah. You know, and we don't know it on either side. So and, until I see JMU you know, losing four games and getting eliminated from the playoffs this year, um, I'm going to reserve judgment for a while. So yeah. <laughs> that's sort of how I feel. Um, I, I think uh, you had another one, Rob? Well, yeah, I, this has always been my favorite. Yeah.
1: Um, you, you know how I've tried to intentionally avoid the whole FBS thing. Yes, yes. But this sheer notion that, like, J.M., you brings the D.C. market? <laughs> why, why can't Bourne just do his job? Right. You know, If I was Jeff Bourne, I'd be on the phone every day. And you better believe it. I would just tell the ACC, we can bring D.C. And, oh, my gosh, damn it, I'd get stuff done because I know how business works. I'm right. a businessman. Take me seriously. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> shut up. This, it's just like, it's absolutely insulting, first of all, to think that Bourne and the powers that be haven't done some sort of demographic analysis and yeah. presented JMU's fan base in the greatest light possible. In yes. terms of, like, oh, educated, buying power. Um, yeah. We're, they're, we're in major media markets. We've got alumni presence in Charlotte and Virginia. Like, it's insulting that people, like, online are like, I just, I tell you what I'd do. You know, we'd be <laughs> in the ACC today if I don't, because I will call them and tell them this. and Oh, we've got them. I mean, like, Todd, you and I live here. Like, no. D.C. is not a college sports town. No. Nobody's making not. a freaking college conference decision no. based on I D.C. Maryland I mean, can't like, get
0: people out there. Maryland, I mean, like, they got ten times more alumni. You know so exactly. <laughs> like,
1: we live here. Like, you know who has a presence in this market? Every single college in the world. Yes. It was exactly. the most fragmented thing. Missing yeah. it. it Ohio yeah. State, Penn. I think Penn literally has more alums than, yeah. than JMU alums <laughs> in this <laughs> right, area. Like, right. there are big schools, and they all send them, send people here because it's a big freaking job market. It's an right. international job market. So, like, just this entire notion that, oh, you know, we own it. You don't. It's a very fragmented market. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, – it's crazy. I mean, like, they're acting like, oh, we just – it's absolutely dialed in. And JMU's yeah, so much the fact that we need to pay for airtime on nbc sports god bless born uh, and i'm not not asking the university i think that's smart i think they're recognizing there're inroads to be made yes but we're buying airtime on a network that regularly shows larry michael talking (laughs) talking about skin tangibles you know like this is not this is not a network with with surplus of programming that is there and the school is doing what it can. They're putting their best foot forward. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do it. So I just find it absolutely ludicrous yeah. when people make these statements like, they, you know, we bring the market. And if only Bourne would mention this. First of all, it's not true. Second of all, I'm sure he's tried to put it with actual numbers right. and make that case. I just, I cringe at it. We all would like to maximize this and do the best. I don't think anybody's asleep at the wheel. I don't think that there's just a bunch of people sitting in these major conference offices being like, "Hmm, if only somebody could tell us if a school could bring us the DC cable market." Like it's just, right. it just no. it just cracks me up. I mean, any, no. this is a pro sports town, pro sports yeah. town, and after that, it's a college basketball town, and it's a big time college basketball town. Mm-hmm. Marrow, um, GW, well, GW and George Mason playing the A10, which yep. is you know. Bigger, big, mid-major yeah. big slash major mm-hmm. college, and I don't even know if you can see those games locally. Like it's just, it, it's not a draw. It's not feasible, and it's just yeah. insulting to the people actually making these decisions and making the case on JMU's
0: Correct. behalf. Yeah, yeah, that, and, and <laughs> in the, in a similar uh, line of thinking, there, um, I'm sure Bourne would probably. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing there's probably no comment he's ever made at JMU that he'd rather have back more than the 18 to 24 months yeah. comment um, suggesting that JMU might uh, be a part of the, you know, sweep up to FBS. Well, at and one and point, we deserve some, of the, some criticism for that
1: because we definitely, yeah. I went back and looked, we definitely posted that
0: out of context oh, without a link. the fans on that all the time, yeah. And you so. can explain,
1: but his point was, yeah, I could see, Things that evolve into the point where there's a shakeup, and Jamie was part of that next level. Like yeah. he was basically saying, in 18 24 months, the whole thing could blow up, the P5 could break away, and Jamie yeah. would be a part of that G5 ish. But yep. people like us were like, 18 to 24 months. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was we the summer. We had content, yes. we got excited.
0: Well, then we got uh, a little past the 24 months mm-hmm. um, to the time, and, and for me, this is the all time worst take of all time at Jamie. Um, we got slightly past the 24 month mark. And we got to the point where it, what eventually became Charlotte and old dominion uh, going to conference USA. And we got a uh, message board poster, at JMU who said, book it JMU is going to CUSA. Oh, yeah. and, um, and, and, and to the message board person's, you know, I don't know, credit or discredit. They were just a message board person. Yeah. <laughs> like there wasn't anything to it, but it, got picked up by it could
1: have been like the spider father version
0: of JMU. Yes, it could have. And it got picked up by like serious media outlets who thought this was real and and fanned it, you know, for 24 hours or so until it uh, turned out that not only was JMU not going, um, but two schools I think most of us think we were better than Charlotte and Old Dominion were going, um, at the time. I'm not saying we are or we are not at this point. Um we are. Come on. Yeah. Um, but but you know, they would move up. I, well, just, I will it, say watching Old Dominion play this year, um, I don't – you know, even me, who's been much more pro-FBS than you have, Rob, yeah. um, I don't necessarily regret that no. decision at that time. No. You know? No. It, it's
1: been fun for the past eight years. I, I wouldn't trade them.
0: I've had a great time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm watching some of these teams just suck. Um, but at the same time, we've talked about this over and over. I also watch App State be pretty successful and maintain what they had. Um, and I'll say that I, I think more than anything, the one thing that's been proven out by this has been if you have tradition and you've built a program historically, you could probably maintain some level of success wherever you go. Yeah,
1: App State, Georgia right? Southern are different App State, than Coastal Southern, Carolina. We've seen
0: them, Boise State, North Dakota State, as they've moved up from Division II to 1AA, right? We've seen these programs that have built success over time be able to maintain um, fan interest and in everything else. And then, and then we've seen UConn. And then we've seen Yukon and Coastal Carolina and, and some of these people, you know, and we're watching Old Dominion this year, um, you know, just they suck, yeah. you know. They just, and of course, and, and I can and hear people saying fun. that's
1: why Jamie should go. And that's fine. I mean, Jamie is probably better prepared. But, but... we've
0: built more tradition in the last five years than we ever did you know, then we've built as much tradition in the last five years as we did in the previous 20. Yeah. You know, and And, and that's no knock on the previous 20. We needed the previous 20, but that's the truth, right? Our fan base is totally different and evolved today. And and maybe part of the evolution of our fan base is having terrible takes online about your coach after three games, meaningless thing. Maybe part of the evolution of your fan base is having a player's a former player who gets drafted into the NFL's mother realize that uh the fan base for the nfl franchise is considerably more difficult to deal with than the fan base of the extremely supportive fcs program where their son played before Mm -hmm. right yeah i mean
1: mm. it's just funny Uh, the entire nature of the book it or it's happening or no, I heard inside source. You don't have a source. You, Houston you read, doesn't know
0: what he's doing. He's worse than Withers at coaching defense. Yeah. That's what we heard after the first five weeks of the Withers of the Houston era. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> what, just, what are you it, talking about? It, it,
1: it seems to bring out the extra crazy online
0: it when does. talking about
1: conference realignment. Because, like, yeah. people will ret- retweet, like, UTEP fan 37, you know, <laughs> who's like, Hey, that JMU team looks ready for FBS. What gives? Right. And people were like, "Book it, it's happening." This guy said so, and you are like, "That guy has seventeen followers, and he tweets normally about whatever livestock in Texas." Like, who the hell cares? <laughs> this is not. Right, right. Or even like, people got all. Wasn't that McFeely dude? Yeah, he, he like, talked about it. He talked about it, and you look at. It, he's like, "Oh, well, I talked to people at the." You read the article. He literally walked around a JMU tailgate and talked to members of the Duke Club, which means he likely could have been talking to. Like us. us. Like, it wasn't like he was talking to representatives. People were like, yeah, I heard it from UTEP fan 37. Like, it's just, right. it's just crazy.
0: No, I listened last week. Somebody put up um, the PAPN podcast. It played nobody, uh-huh. uh, you know, primarily FBS focused sort of national podcast. Um, and, and they did a mailbag last week and I was proud that a JMU fan submitted a question. And they asked what uh, Stephen Godfrey thought about JMU and and he was kind of interesting. I I it hurt me that he said, Stay where you are, have fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but at the same time, he's a guy who grew up a Georgia Southern fan. Yep. And he was telling the stories about how, how much fun it was to grow up winning championships and yeah. going to tailgates and thinking this is the greatest thing in the world. And and now to kind of he's like the best thing we can do is go to the Camellia Bowl. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I mean i there's a million ways we've talked about it a hundred times, but you know, someday the playoffs going to expand. And, and if the first time UCF or God forbid, Old Dominion gets into that playoff, we're gonna, you know, we're all gonna look around and say, What were we doing? Um, but for the moment, I wouldn't trade the last six years for anything, so well, it's also we moment, can't
1: control it, so just enjoy it. it. Enjoy, so enjoy, enjoy Saturday. it Saturday,
0: that's what you've been saying all along, Rob, yeah. Oh,
1: is, I got one more honorable mention yep. in terms of hot takes, and this goes back, it's a little bit outdated. Oh, yeah, but I used to love back when she was on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. Lindsey Sarniak, Lindsey Sarniac would tweet anything, and the replies like, "You need mm-hmm. to talk more about <laughs> yeah. you Be a better alum." <laughs> like, <right>. As <laughs> if she just has full editorial control. To be like, "We're not going to talk about LeBron tonight. We <laughs> want to go now instead." <laughs> right.
0: So, Jamie Sports. We got to talk about it
1: on <laughs> we gotta... or not, you know how many times Ron Curry is going to lead them to the. Touch.
0: <laughs> I was going to say we got to talk about Humpty Hitchens. and uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I, I don't it. know if Don Evans, who's leading the 40th ranked team in the country, is, Yeah, yeah not enough tonight.
1: There are hundreds of schools. And you know what? Every <laughs> sports center anchor went to a different school. I mean, I think Jay Harris went to ODU. you got Marty Smith. Like, there are plenty yeah. of people that didn't go to big, you know, there are the Stuart Scots who oh, went yeah, to yeah, North yeah. Carolina. But there are plenty of people who went to JMU, like, mid-majors. Sure. They don't just have carte blanche to insert things into, or like, why aren't you wearing purple on the six o'clock sportscast? Right. <laughs> 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 it just seems so crazy. Like let the woman do her job, right? right. Um, and like you said, every every fan base has that. But you realize it's just different degrees. And and while people don't have the outlet of a fine bomb show, they certainly have the outlet of um whatever Twitter or sometimes not really. I think our commenters are generally pretty rational, fun people. But uh, mm-hmm. back in the day, we would get some some weird ones from people sounding mm-hmm. off when they didn't have facebook or whatever group chats yeah, so yeah that's true it's just it's just funny uh, to see how yeah. things and how people can kind of lose perspective we all love jmu but there's no <laughs> hidden agenda to, to screw the school
0: but nobody loses perspective like <clears throat> i do when it comes to meteorology
1: so, or, or yeah. i do in, in the post you know play in game euphoria
0: of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> the, those liu brooklyn black are. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm cutting down the springboard to future
1: stats. And Um, who knows?
0: I still maintain
1: that that team stuck together. They they would have at least made it back once, if not won a game. But
0: we'll never know. No. Rob, it is great to talk to you. I know we will be talking um, next week. Uh, One last shout out. Uh, Welcome to D-Lot. Troy, Tanya, Kelsey, everybody. It was great to meet you this weekend. Um, Rob, we got a good, really good setup, some good additions uh to our crew nice so, well I, yeah. I had
1: james had his first uh fall ball game and all he wanted to do was get a purple uniform they didn't get him till before game time and he got <laughs> a purple uniform so we felt like that was a good open they you won know, and then we went home and watched jamie win so nice it all came together
0: yes rob i will uh we'll, we'll be uh i'm sure we'll be texting this weekend and i, I will uh talk to you next monday
1: yeah i'm looking forward to a big game this weekend and good luck soccer tomorrow
0: oh games on espn plus this weekend guys uh only game of the year on espn plus it's a socon game so nice that is a paid service but it is espn plus which should be um you know quality carrier you should be able to pick that up pretty much anywhere you are yep so talk to you next week rob see you go dukes